Welcome to the We Over Me podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Miller, joined by teammate CEO Des Moines Adams and co-founder, Dr. Tom Osborne. In this podcast, we'll focus on teammates' strengths-based approach to mentoring a team of leaders. And today's episode is on the backbone of teammates, our communities. Thanks for joining us today, guys. It was good to see you. (laughs) So first, I'd like for us to do a quick activity. And if you're at home, we would love for you to put in the comments as well about your favorite thing about visiting our communities. So for those of you who don't know, Teammates is across about 192 communities in Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Wyoming, and South Dakota. And I am from Iowa originally. I went to school in a small rural community with Amish everywhere. And I know what a rural community is like, but I really didn't quite understand until I joined Teammates. And for me, my favorite thing about visiting our communities is going to a downtown of each community. Because I feel like that's really where you understand the culture. Um, For example, I was telling Tom earlier, I love the green campaigns because they have a lot of school pride, not only around their high school, but also around the college itself. And it's really cool to see their downtown because you get that, you know, young college vibe, but you also get that hometown vibe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Des Moines, what about you? A couple of things. Um, the pride of, you know, people in rural communities, um, they all have each other's back. They uh, look out for one another. It's like a village. You know, uh, when you go to Wikipedia, you'll notice that some towns, it's not a town or a city or a village. And that just reminds me that it takes a village to raise a child. So I always use that as an example. Another is just the kindness of people. Uh, people are just so nice and genuine. They're so nice when they're driving. They could be driving and kind of do like the little, hello. You know, the two-finger wave. Yep, 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 hello. <clears throat> and then the third thing, because I like to eat, um, you can get more food for less out there. Some of the best steak. <laughs> <laughs> and and they don't charge, you know, some of the prices that Lincoln and Omaha charge, particularly in Bridgeport and Burwell. I can get a nice big ribeye and I'm not, you know, spending a hundred bucks on it. <laughs> that is so true. Though. <laughs> and Tom, what about you? I feel like we were just laughing about you. you've been to literally like every part of Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Well, as Des Moines said, it is a good way to gain weight. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, probably started out for 25, 30 years. I was in a lot of communities across Nebraska and throughout the Midwest recruiting football players. And uh, even ended up in Pine Bluff, Arkansas one time <laughs> recruiting Des Moines. <laughs> so... Uh, had a lot of experience with small communities. And then later on, um, when I was in Congress, um, I I represented the 3rd District. And uh, so that's from York, Nebraska, on to the border of Colorado, Wyoming. So it's about 80% of the state. And um, there's three or four communities of 20, 30,000. Grand Island, of course, 50. But most of them are just small communities. And uh, I think the unique thing about the smaller communities is, particularly if it's uh, if you're a football coach or you're a congressman or whatever, they want to see you. And, um, and that's true uh, with teammates also. And one thing, one of the reasons, I guess, that I wanted to start teammates 
in small communities was that if you look at small communities, uh, there may there there aren't really any other mentoring programs there for the most part, at least uh, on a, a national prominence. And uh, so that's something that's kind of unique <clears throat> about teammates is that most of the small communities in Nebraska and a lot of them in the surrounding states now have teammates. And um, and of course the the structure we think is is very important in the in the schools. And so um, anyway, people in small towns, as Des Moines said, tend to be friendly. They're very interested in their community because uh, most of our smaller communities, I'm not saying they're they're struggling to survive, but it is a little bit di different in that uh, they're sometimes losing their young people. And, uh, and that's gonna be the future of those small communities. So they really are concerned about their young people. And uh, so that's kind of my connection with with the small communities. And of course, I, I grew up in Hastings, but I lived in St. Paul, Nebraska for five years during World War II when my dad was overseas. And that was a community of about 1,500. So I, I know a little bit about small communities. Oh yeah, St. Paul is our chapter of the year, gosh. In 2019. Yeah. I love that. That chapter is so much fun too. That's another one of those smaller communities I love to visit. Um, so when we talk about too how our we were saying, you know, we're in the schools and how our program is run, I think one of the neat parts is that we actually have people in the school that know teammates, but then they rely on people in the community to help them recruit. Um, so Des Moines, you want to talk a little bit about how we function that way? <laughs> so the way that teammates starts and how we function, it, it starts at the top with the school district. starts with the superintendent saying yes, school, bo uh, school board appro uh, approval, but then there has to be buy-in from the community. You know, will the community be willing to use their roles to be positive role models by giving 20 to 30 minutes of their time? So there is this teamwork, this bridge between the school district and a community and teammates all working together to help young people reach their full potential. Um, there are so many misperceptions that it's up to the parents to raise children or it's mm -hmm. up to the teachers, but teammates, we have been so unique to where we partner with the school district, with the community, and we all work together as a team because teamwork is what makes the dream work. So it takes the school district, but most importantly, it's the amazing community members, those volunteers that are volunteering their time, that care about their hometown. Mm -hmm. They care about their young people. And for them to step up and use their role to be role models to make sure that their hometown is successful. Uh, that's why we're serving 191 school districts, but total over 200 communities. Because we may have a local program like Scotts Bluff County, and that includes Scotts Bluff, Garen, Mitchell, and Merle. So we serve a lot of big counties, but we're serving over 200 communities. And it is so cool to see that school pride connected with that teammates pride. Um, for example, I went to Homer not too long ago. They are a very small community. I think of like 700 people and they have 50 matches which if you think about it, it's 50 kids, 50 adults, that's 100 people together. 
and like half of the um, mentors are teachers, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you have about 25 people in the community who come into the school each day. And the school is, you know, it's in a cornfield, but people care about their community and they want to see it thrive. So, Tom, when you think back, you know, 31 years ago when you and Nancy started Teammates, I know being a part of the school was a big deal to you guys because not everybody Mm -hmm. can be in the school. Yeah, I I think that um, in smaller communities, um, most everybody tends to know everybody. And uh, and that's mostly a good thing. Sometimes it can be sort of an invasion of privacy, <laughs> but uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, and so I think it's it's easier for the uh, building coordinator to know which child would fit well with which mentor. And uh, and there is a community spirit about it. They they want to. Make sure that their kids, their school, their town does the best they can. And and that's been really encouraging and enlightening. And um, so, uh, but that, I don't think we should leave out to the larger communities like Lincoln, mm-hmm. Omaha, and Des Moines. And I mean, those places are very important too and unique. But uh, the, the small communities, I think, when you come to talking about mentoring programs. Um, we are, I believe, the largest school-based mentoring program in the country. And that's because we have embraced the communities and we could not have done it if it hadn't been for the, the partnership of the schools. And so we've been able to mentor 45,000 kids and more than that, I guess. Uh, and we've done it safely primarily because we've been in the schools and all of our mentoring occurs in the school building. So there's very little chance for some type of abuse or some type of activity, which is unwholesome Mm -hmm. for the mentee to occur. And I think that safety factor has been big. Well, even in the larger communities too, you know, I'm an OPS mentor. Um, My parents are both part of the Des Moines um, teammates board and uh, my mom's a building coordinator. And she even says people care a lot about their community school. So the maybe the school that's in their neighborhood or the one that their kids or their grandkids went to. So you even see that school pride in the large communities as well. It's the same mm-hmm. type of idea, wanting to give back in that way. So I'm yeah. glad you brought up the bigger communities as well. Right. So uh, one of my favorite things on social media, as the social media person, is uh, when I get all of those pictures from Des Moines when he's out visiting communities, because if anybody's unaware, Des Moines visits all these communities. He goes to like five in a day or something, and then he sends me like seven photos of him, and it's like Pender, Nebraska, and it's like all the surrounding communities. Those are the most hit pictures on social media. Like people actually scroll through those the most. Um, so Des Moines, tell me a little bit about why you visit the community so much. Couple of reasons. That's one of my favorite jobs of being in this position. You know, we ask mentors to be there for mentees, and I think it's our responsibility to be there mm-hmm. for our local programs. And most importantly, uh, I really want to change the misperception of what role a CEO plays. My role is not to sit behind a desk and tell people what to do and just check emails. 
My job is to get out there to thank people, to show them some love, to let Homer, to let Wakefield, to let Juanita Palisade and so many other communities, Randolph, Laura Concord, Coleridge, to let them know that we care about you just as much as we care about Lincoln and Omaha and Miller. We serve so many communities. And I was in, um, <clears throat> ah, Drana, just, just last week, I was in Southeast Nebraska, not Plainview, but a community down in Southeast Nebraska. And rarely do they get anyone from our office. And they were just so appreciative that we took the time not to come and say, what are you doing? Or you're doing something wrong, but to just say, thank you. And we care about you. Um, and I think that's important. Uh, and that's the way that we keep our engagement levels high. Our program coordinators, they volunteer their time. And so our structure, we have regional coordinators that oversee anywhere between 20 to 30 local communities, uh, local programs. And then we rely on those program coordinators and those building coordinators to effectively coordinate that local program. Most of these local program coordinators, they're school counselors, they're teachers, um, the bigger the school district, they get a stipend, but our small school districts, they're volunteering their time. And what better way to go out face-to-face -face and just say thank you, show them some love, give them that sense of pride, because we really want teammates to be a big deal, not just for those students, but for those communities and for this legacy that we want to continue for many, many more decades. I'll never forget the time, I forgot what community you went to go visit. This was right after you started as CEO. And you went up and you're like, hey, I'm Dwayne Adams, I'm the CEO. And the, it was either the principal or the superintendent was like, what did we do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it was Callaway. That's right, it was Callaway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You're like, nope, I'm just here to show you some love and say hi. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important, especially to like showing up and meeting them where they're at too. Like, I love that you always show up in a teammate's t-shirt, maybe a Husker hat or a teammate's hat. And you're just, I'm ready here to talk and just be your friend. And, and, and it's easy. And so, you know, if I'm scheduled to be in Chadron, my attitude, let me stop by every community that has a teammate's program along the way. Mm -hmm. And then let me stop by every single community that has a teammate's program along the way on Highway 2. So I, I'm, I'm very strategic and I, I never just uh, make one trip just to go to point A to point B. I want to make the best use. And even if it's just a drive by five, 10 minutes, the regional coordinators know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's OK just to say I was in the neighborhood. I just wanted to thank you, the PC, the superintendent, the principal, that first face that mentors see when they walk into the building, that secretary. Oh, are you the individual that uh, welcome our mentors? Thank you so much for being that smiling face and for helping our mentors know where to go. And those are the unsung heroes yes. right there. Yes, yes. So something as simple as a thank you, we require so much from mentors. And I just want to set the standard for all of us um, that, that work for teammates. We need to be there for our local programs. And it starts at the top. I lead by example. And I love every opportunity I get to get out to the communities. And it's fun to watch. Uh, Tom, you know, we talked a little bit about your time in Congress, too, going all over Nebraska. But how important was it for you to really go in person and meet with folks? 
Well, I think particularly in the smaller communities, it was critical. And um, I don't know how many parades I marched in. <laughs> <laughs> always felt a little awkward out there, a little bit obvious. And uh, but uh, I found that in the, in the third district, which is mostly rural, uh, people wanted to see you and. Uh, Sometimes I, I would think that you could slip in and out of Lincoln or Omaha and people didn't much care unless you were at their particular deal. And uh, But in the small communities, they just wanted you to be visible and wanted you to pay attention to what their needs were. And that was very important to them. And uh, and so I, and I think that it's important that people in uh, in the surrounding states, in Nebraska particularly, that really the heartbeat of the state is uh, is in those small communities and uh, in the uh, agricultural economy. And certainly what Lincoln and Omaha and other larger cities add is critical, but uh, we, we can't ignore and we can't forget those areas. And I really appreciate all that Des Moines has done because he's been probably in 75, 80% of the uh, of the chapters now, and he's only been in the CEO position for a little over a year. And so when you think of about a 191 chapter or uh, school districts and 200 plus communities, he's really been on the road a lot and uh, has done a great job of that. We, we appreciate that. And then I will add one other thing. And I think that the uh, the schools really benefit from teammates because of uh, school bond issues coming up or uh, something that's needed at the school, the more people they have from the community in and, in and out of the school building, the, the more receptive they are because so many times people assume that school was like it was 50 years ago when they went to school. But a lot of things have changed, you know, social media, um, the internet, uh, a lot of the things that kids are facing, substance abuse and on and on, uh, have changed a lot. And uh, and so having the the understanding and the support of maybe 50 mentors in a small community is is a big deal in that in that community. It's beneficial to the school and and I'd say very beneficial to the community at large. Definitely. And uh, one of the things I really want to um, touch on, too, is, you know, you were talking about agriculture and actually like meeting people where they're at. And I I'm going to strength spot you here for a minute because I definitely saw that in each time. I don't know if you remember. It was about man, it would have had to be about five years ago, maybe six years ago. You and I were on our way to McCook. And I remember we were riding in the car and you said, you know what? what crop that is. And I have no clue. You're like, oh, those are soybeans. Those are corn. You actually listen and understand what people need, what they do every day. And I think that's something that's so important that not a lot of people really take to heart. That is so important for politicians, so important for CEOs, for anybody who is visiting communities to fully understand their world. And I think mm -hmm. that's something really cool that you did in that time. Well, I thought it was really important that I grow from Des Moines, Iowa, 
We know the difference between corn and soy. <laughs> hey, my dad's a minister. We didn't get into that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was like, I always remember like now when I, when I'm driving out to Western Nebraska, I know the difference between corn and soybeans in a field. Well, and I hope Milo <laughs> and Rye, and, you know, we've got to, we'll have to broaden your experience a little more. <laughs> Well, I want to end here today. We're going to do another quick activity. Um, and then, of course, for the folks at home, we really want you to comment below uh, when you get to this part. But what do you appreciate most, either about the local leaders in your community or the community itself? So for me, I appreciate most the enthusiasm I see from our local leaders. I love when any time when I walk in wearing my Be There Teammates t-shirt or something, and I go talk to the program coordinator or, like you said, the secretary, the administrative assistant at the front, they're like, oh, you're teammates. I'll go grab Brenda for you. Or um, when I went to uh, Wausau, they're like, oh, Chris Johnson, she just loves any time we come up to Wausau. Mm -hmm. It's that enthusiasm, that excitement that just, it gets me pumped up. What about you, Dwayne? I would say <clears throat> just their heartbeat for the mission. You know, our program coordinators, the majority of them, they're serving in that role, not because they have to, but because they want to. And I just think that that speaks a lot about their integrity. It says a lot about, you know, how much they care about youth reaching their full potential, the impact of mentoring, um, and just their willingness to be a part of a team that has a record, a winning record. 32 years and going, 45,000 plus students. And we wanted to continue to grow, not across the entire world, but when we say we want to impact the world, we do that one student at a time. So for our program coordinators to serve in that role, not because they have to, but because they want to, uh, that just excites me because they truly believe in the mission. They truly believe in the product. And they truly believe in helping students reach their full potential through mentoring. I love it. And seeing the school leaders, like superintendents, um, like Mark from Custer, you know, he lives and breathes teammates. He's a superintendent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Tom? Well, it's amazing how many uh, superintendents are, are mentors. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a pretty good sign they believe in what's going on, you know. So um, yeah, I uh, I really appreciate the building coordinators because um, they're the ones that uh, that know the people in the community and they know the students and they're the ones that have to make the match and uh, and so uh, the more effective that matching process, the better things go. And I don't think we want to forget parents. And sometimes people think, well. You know, parents are being left out of the equation, but there there is no mentoring relationship unless the parents approve. And so uh, it's important to know that the parents are involved, the parents are informed. And, uh, and most of the time, some of our major proponents are parents who say, you know, I would like to have John or Mary or whoever have a mentor and... Um, so uh, we want to make sure everybody knows that everybody's coordinated in this whole procedure. And we do have a lot of parents who are mentors to other children 
as well. Mm-hmm. Like I look at um, Hershey, Nebraska, uh, we have the Wilson family where both parents are mentors. All three of their kids are mentees and it's just a family of teammates. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like one of the coolest things ever is seeing whole families being involved in teammates. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out the video version of this podcast on Teammates Online Magazine, The Do Good News at dogoodnews.teammates.org. And check out our social media for our mini episodes where we'll take a closer look into the strategic thinking domain and training tips from our match support team. From all of us here at Teammates, thanks for being there. 